From the WLRN Newsroom, I'm Luis Hernandez, and this is the Latin America Report. Honduras held its presidential election on Sunday, and with most of the votes counted, the winner looks to be Xiomara Castro, who would be Honduras's first female president. The Honduran election has an effect on U.S. policy. The Biden administration is trying to help fix Central America's grinding poverty, violence, and corruption, problems past U.S. foreign policy helped create. Those crises force tens of thousands of Hondurans to migrate to the U.S. southern border each year. About a million Hondurans live in the U.S., most of them in Florida. WLRN America's editor Tim Paget has been following Honduras's vote. So, Tim, Xiomara Castro has what looks like an insurmountable lead in the vote count. How soon are we going to know if she's officially the winner? And what should we know about her? Castro's victories should be confirmed sometime this week, and it's expected to be a big win. With 52% of the precincts counted, she had a 20 percentage point lead over Tegucigalpa Mayor Nasri Asfura of the ruling Conservative National Party. If that holds, it would be a significant mandate for the first woman president of Honduras and for her leftist Libre Party. Castro is actually a former first lady of Honduras. She's the wife of former President Manuel Zelaya, a leftist who was thrown out by the military in 2009. She promised to improve the abysmal living conditions and public security that make Honduras the number one source of illegal immigration to the U.S. and asylum seekers here. And she pledged to improve women's rights in Honduras, which the U.N. says deteriorated in the past decade. And what was the turnout like? It was big, almost 70 percent. Why do you think so many Honduran voters apparently opted to go with the more liberal opposition? The big reason is the current authoritarian president, Juan Orlando Hernandez. He's linked to massive corruption in a country where 75 percent of the population lives in poverty. He's under investigation in the U.S. for involvement with Honduras's ultra-violent drug gangs, the same gangs that terrorize so many Hondurans and force them to migrate. Hernandez denies this, but U.S. prosecutors identified him as an unindicted co-conspirator when his brother, Tony, was convicted in the U.S. two years ago for drug trafficking. Hondurans were just fed up with all this. Why is the result of this election so important to the Biden administration? The short answer is $4 billion. That's what President Biden plans to invest to help tackle the poverty and violence that's driving so many migrants out of Central America's Northern Triangle, Guatemala, El Salvador, and especially Honduras. It's, it's about addressing illegal immigration at its source instead of at the U.S. border, right? But that investment is risky if you're working with corrupt and dysfunctional governments and ruling parties like Honduras's. Do you think the Biden administration will be able to work with Castro? That's a good question. I think they probably feel she couldn't possibly be worse than President Hernandez. But the bigger question here may be, does Castro want to work with the U.S.? Her husband, the former president I mentioned earlier, who was deposed in a coup 12 years ago, leaned heavily to the left, and and he was a buddy of the late Venezuelan president Hugo Chavez and other socialist leaders in Latin America. Castro and her Libre Party lean in that direction, too. 
So will she want to cooperate with the U.S. when, for example, it's slapping heavy sanctions on leftist President Daniel Ortega's regime next door in Nicaragua? It's hard to imagine her turning away the kind of aid the Biden administration is offering, but this could complicate things. So could Castro's plan to break Honduras's diplomatic ties with Taiwan and establish ties with communist China. With so many Hondurans now living in the U.S., I guess a big question is, were they able to vote? And if so, which candidate do you think they favored, especially here in South Florida? Well, of those million Hondurans who now live in the U.S., most of them in Florida, fewer than 15,000 were registered to vote. That's thanks to bureaucratic hurdles, they say, the Honduran government put up because it figured expats who fled the country aren't too fond of the ruling party. A Honduran friend I played soccer with on Sunday told me he couldn't get registered to vote. And with so few of them registered, it's just very hard for us to know right now who expat voters would have favored. I've been talking with WLRN America's editor, Tim Padgett. This is WLRN News. I'm Luis Hernandez.